0: Welcome to the Voodoo Comedy Podcast, the official podcast of Denver's Voodoo Comedy Playhouse. I'm the Voodoo Skeleton, and today we have an extra special show for you. Our hosts, that's right, it's plural now, go and listen to the old episodes, don't be lazy, just go and actually do, just give us something here, people, come on. Our hosts, Adam Wedgwood and Craig Martin, are sitting down with Justin Lee. Who the fuck is Justin Lee? Fair question. He is a person who is going through the five levels of the Voodoo School of Improv. Now he has never taken an improv class before in his life, but we are going to be following his career with great interest as he takes us through his ascent to stardom over the next year. Why are we doing this? Because if he gets famous, we get 60%. It's in the rules, he totally signed a contract, and this is oral confirmation of such. So in the future, he has no legal ground to stand on. With that, Adam, Craig, take it away! I hate people! All right, everybody. We're back again. Wait, we're back? Woof, woof, woof. We are back. That's, that's the puppy man himself, Adam Wedgwood. Is that nickname going to stick? I
1: want a t-shirt that says that. The puppy man, Adam Wedgwood.
0: With just a picture of you frowning like... With a,
1: a dog's body and my face.
0: It's like that uh, Word Up music video that Korn did. I don't want it anymore. Okay. Well, uh, we don't need to talk about that. We can forget that Korn's Word Up ever existed. Uh, if you want to go check it out, though, it's a, it's a good find. But we're here where Queer Get Used To It, and we're here where Queer Get Used To It with a brand new face for the Voodoo Comedy Playhouse. He's been in the audience, but now the audience is going to be looking at him. We're here with Justin Lee. Justin, welcome Hello. to the Voodoo Comedy Podcast. Thanks. A little I more figured. enthusiasm. A little more enthusiasm with that.
2: I get that far too often in uh, my life.
0: Good. Well, Justin here, in case uh, you all didn't listen to the opening, uh, he has never he has not done classes before, and he's going to be starting on this journey through the five-level voodoo school of improv. And by the end of this... Just like myself and my co-host, the puppy man, woof, woof, woof you're going to be a master improviser, and dare I say the funniest people in the world.
1: You'd think that woof, woof woof came out of I just had that a year ago. No that's new. That's brand new uh, that's that's master class right there.: That's what you get by learning improv.
0: You get things like
2: woof, woof, woof that's it. Uh, Are you excited
0: to be I'm, saying I'm things ver- like
2: that? I'm very excited. Also, entirely terrified.
0: What What's terrifying about it to you? Um, like, have you ever done? Have you ever been to any of the drop in classes that Voodoo offers to start with? I have not. Okay, so you're going in. You're firing blind into this. Yes. Oh, wonderful. Have you ever done improv of any sort? Like, other than obviously, the whole of life is improvised, and every moment is us making something up.
2: Uh, I've never done improv. Calling it improv. I make shit up on a fairly regular basis, Mm -hmm. but uh, nothing performance-wise. Okay. Have you done uh, anything where you are performing on a stage? or? I've done musical performance before.
1: Ooh, a musician? Ladies? Single? Yes. All right. And
2: looking. Uh, He
0: he is 6'5". He is in a cabbie hat right now. Uh, he's got. He's doing really well with the tan blue aesthetic.
1: I dig it. If, you always look like you're uh, like writing a song, just in the like in your head.
0: You look like a distant relative of Mumford.
2: <laughs> I usually get early Bob Dylan.
0: Oh, you just got me by saying that, those words. So
2: There huh. we go, ladies. I look like Bob Dylan. Call me.
0: He has a <laughs> a crooked, humongous Jewish nose like Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Um Speaking of things that are crooked, uh, God, your first class is going to be with Steve Wilder. Oh, is Steve's it?
1: teaching your first class?
0: I believe he is.
1: That's awesome. I didn't know he was doing that anymore.
0: Oh, I thought he was still doing it. Who's I your teacher? <laughs> I don't
1: know. Oh, I fuck. haven't gotten anything. I know I, the last level one was Asa and... John, John. No, but it wasn't Steve, so that's cool. He's doing it if he is. If doing he is it, doing it, if Steve,
0: yeah, if you're not treat, doing this, comment. Way. Steve, no. if you're not doing this, listen to this podcast we do for you and comment.
2: I will accept any teacher, so long as they can actually teach me.
0: Perfect. Um, who do you hate the most at the Voodoo Comedy Playhouse uh, so far?
2: Who do I hate the most? Yeah, who
0: do you hate the most? Name names.
2: <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> putting the pressure on
0: this is what it's like this is what it's like on stage justin you're gonna to have to go deep into your heart and pull out real they're gonna to to say this they're gonna say it a lot to you they're gonna say play from real and i want to know when you go into that place and you see griffin davis on stage
2: do you hate Griffin do Davis? Do you hate Griffin
0: Davis, is my question.
2: I do not, but I've also never seen him on stage. So I oh, you should. He's very good.
0: He's very good and uh, undeserving of the ridicule we are sending <laughs> to him right now.
2: I think uh,
1: when I go uh, to the Voodoo Comedy Playhouse, the person who I hate the most at the Voodoo Comedy Playhouse is myself.
0: Mm. Oh, Poppy man. How's it going? You in the doghouse? house oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Oh, oh, puppy man! I, I want. I This is the this is the first episode that we're doing with both of us co-hosting, and folks, this is the kind of this is the kind of uh, self-deprecating stuff that I hope you grow to love because the puppy man's going to bring it to you.
1: I'm a broken man, Justin. Are you a broken man?
2: I'm a broke man. <laughs> oh shit, I'm Justin! What do man. you do for a living? I am a custodian. Right on. It's a, it's an unflattering job, though, so I like to tell people that I work for the government, uh, helping to curb the spread of disease in uh, school areas.
0: You so, hit on a lot of women, don't you?
2: Uh, no, but I practice, too, very often. <laughs> Justin, can you please tell the listeners the story
1: about when you and our buddy Thomas were in the bathroom and you uh, fonzied a, a, <laughs> a urinal to get it working? That's yeah. pretty much the story, sorry. But yeah, <laughs> there's, there's,
2: there's slightly more to it than that. Um, my job has imbued me with a very particular set of skills, a la Liam Neeson, but less violent. Um, I, was, I was half drunk one day, seeing shows at the Voodoo, and I walk into the bathroom, and uh, I, immediately as I walk in, there's about an eighth of an inch of water on the floor, and Thomas is standing there like, turns away from the urinal, and I, ju- I say some offhand comment about it being wet in there or something, <laughs> <laughs> and I, not- I notice the urinal is flooding, so I walk over there, and Adam put it quite succinctly and said, when I said I fonzied it, and I just balled up my fist and just hit the top of the toilet as hard as I could, Ooh. and uh, unstuck the valve. And uh that that is my friend's now favorite story of my exploits. I dream a, about it on a regular basis and I wake up happy. Are you the toilet in the scenario? Do you want me I am the
1: brush? fist sometimes. Um sometimes I'm your hat. It just depends.
0: Okay. A broken man, everybody. Bark bark, guys. <laughs> Justin, what what brought you to decide to do this? Like, I've I've talked about my reasons for starting this was, uh, I, I, I wanted to start doing improv because I obviously like laughing, but at the same time, there's a community that grows together in doing this. What what have you seen that made you go like, you know what, I've, I, I have to do this. It's not even, I have no choice in the matter anymore. It must be done. Uh,
2: uh, a big part of it is the group that I've come to be in uh, with my friends like the vast majority of my friend group, like including you two, go is, stop, is uh, oh, wow. improvisers, um, and I see it has brought all of you guys really close together, and it's something that like I feel like I feel like I'm funny, and I would like to be in on that with everybody and like even make our group even closer together. I also see it as a betterment thing for me, because I'm an introverted person. Mm-hmm. I feel like it'll help me break out of the shell a little bit. I just become a more well-rounded, adaptable kind of person. You know,
1: I've never cried on this podcast. And I don't see any reason to
2: start now.
0: Boo! Oh, got him. Uh, you mentioned the introversion... When I first started in doing this, I was a type of person that I could not look people in the eye when I would talk to them. Like if there was a professional interview that I had to go to, I was staring at the floor, staring at everything. I didn't have a job is what I'm saying. And after doing this, once you get on stage, you'll find this out. um, I'm I'm not saying that I've copyrighted this, but uh, the big Craig Martin switcheroo is... In real life, you're freaked out by people and you like to be alone and away from them because people can be shits. Um, on the stage, those type of people are freaked out and you can be a little more comfortable up there, or at least I was. And then you realize that there's this great evening out of everybody where all of a sudden everybody's on equal footing, on stage, off stage, blah, 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 blah. Um, I hope you get to notice that. Because if you, what you want is to become more buck wild and crazy, like the puppy boy over here.
2: Yeah. Um, well, you mentioned it earlier. A uh, little more enthusiasm. <laughs> but, uh, I ex- think e- expressed enthusiasm. <laughs> well, I, so <laughs> this is <laughs> what,
1: what I'll say. Like I think that, that enthusiasm will come over time because now it's like it becomes like addicting being in front. And performing in front of people and not knowing what you're going to like, especially in improv where you're like, I have no idea what we're doing tonight.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: then you, it also is a, there's like a weird like power stance when you're the performer and there's an audience member. And it's a weird, like it's like a very few times do I ever feel like, uh, like I hold like any influence or power and those moments on stage, I, you can do a lot and hold a power over an audience sounds a little uh creepy but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean like
2: everybody loves power
0: well that's a, i've i've said it uh, i've said it before i'll say it again and i'll say it on my deathbed uh the two most common uh art forms in the world are improv and uh bdsm kink roleplay they they are they're power games there's role playing going on um they're always pretending to fuck each other And uh, oftentimes there's a whole room of people laughing. Guys, I've never cried on this podcast. (laughs) And I'm going to make you now. Yeah.
1: You touched on something that I want to ask Justin about. Um, Justin, what do you think you're going to say on your deathbed? Uh,
2: In in line with my life so far, I would have to say probably not very much.
1: Just at the end of it. (laughs) Not very much. Yep. Death rattle. <laughs> <He> <laughs> that just, was a flatulence and then a death rattle.
2: Sorry. Just, well, yeah, you shit
0: your pants before you
2: yeah, go. Yeah. No, it's, isn't it you shit your pants after you go? I hope I do both. Yeah. If. Uh, what are you going to eat? Are you going to eat, like, Thai
0: food right before you
2: die? Thai food, Taco Bell. That's a sponsor. You better pay us,
1: Taco Bell.
0: You better pay us, Thai food.
1: Um, I don't know. What, I, what is their liquor that makes you... That's what we want to talk about a lot right now. Is
0: I've heard of the tequila shits, but I don't drink that awful drink, so... You mm. could always just drink, like, those liquid laxatives.
2: Well, maybe some Baileys, because uh, it's a little, like... <laughs> ju-
1: like a a old little dairy, dairy in it, you know? Yeah,
0: it's like m- the milk of magnesia of liquor. This is podcast. We're making magic right now, guys. Justin, do you want to be as funny as us? Yes. I wa- <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> done. You can do better. <laughs> Um you 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 mentioned earlier that uh, you you're uh terrified of this. Um is it that introversion being essentially forced out that's going to be the terrifying? Is it the fact that you don't know dick about what this bullshit art form is? Wow, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think that's any art form. You can uh,
0: yeah, it's uh, we we go up on stage and we make pretend plays and make people laugh, and for some reason people pay for it.
1: I never get paid
0: for it. I've been paid a few times. A few times not. Justin, but, our our bullshit aside, what 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 is what is the white whale of improv to you?
2: Well a lot of it is the going up and being an introverted person going up in front of a group of people is scary the first handful of times you do it. I've been on stage before and overcome stage fright in group settings, but I was never the focal point. And that's, that's what's scary about it to me is like, if I go up and I walk out to do a scene and I'm the only person on stage. The whole crowd is looking at me whether it's one person or 50 people. Mm-hmm. It's not going to matter those first handful of times. I'm going to be fucking scared. And that's that's the scariest part to me is just breaking out of the shell where I'm the actual like point of focus for a group of people rather than being able to lean on two or 50 other people in a group that i'm performing with Mm -hmm. um and i know that there's a group element to improv from seeing it where you play off each other and work with each other but there's those times um well one i can touch on this is i'm in adam's show five
0: words in january adam are you just on the show for other people to plug your other shows
1: yep I have a couple shows coming up, guys. Four new shows, five worries. Go see it. Justin will be there. Go on.
2: Um, but that that that'll be an improvised show for me, where I won't be able to fall back on anybody else.
0: Well, no, because it is just you. It's, it's
2: just me. Yeah, I'll I'll be standing up there, looking like a fucking deer in the headlights, skinny and brown. <laughs>
1: I think I think that might be a, like a unique situation but I think what you might the stage fright is definitely a thing that you'll like get over it but it is like a daunting thing. But I think uh what you'll find is that having people, especially if you have like people who are there to like you feel supported by them and everything like that um that you that won't the fact that there's people that have your back and everything like that, you'll, you, the audience, I forget the audience is there sometimes now. So like, um, they're just ants to me. They, I just need, I just need their sweet, sweet, tasty laughs. And then, woof, woof. Uh, <laughs> no, you know what? Uh, I, you might find, I'm just going to add on to your fear here a little bit, is that you actually are more afraid of the per- people you're performing with than, uh, than the actual, uh, Having everyone from the audience look at
2: you—that—that's yeah. So be afraid.
0: Yeah, you haven't thought about that, have you? Well, I. No, I want you to. I, I want you to. I don't, do don't
2: m- want to let people down, and I feel like I will, but I might not. There's only one way to find out. Yeah.
0: Pretty much. I want you to. I want you to think about this. Let's let's do this little image thing. Uh, let's 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 do the mind embodied right now. Um, you know on all those serial killer shows Where they have them like go back to the scene of the crime In their brain And think of every little detail So that they can tell them exactly what's going on I want to do that with you right now So I want you to close your eyes And I want you to imagine You're on stage Crowd of, let's be honest, 15 to 20 Will be 5 to
1: 10 <laughs> No, actually your show will be sold out Your student show
0: anyways, And of course five words um, uh, Occasional Mondays Voodoo Comedy Playhouse Fridays Oh Fridays? Oh okay cool um, <laughs> So you're on stage 15 to 20 people Staring you down But you see past that And you walk in with your giant 6 foot 5 Bob Dylan-esque figure And you go on stage And you're there with Probably like 6 to 8 other people People that you've now grown accustomed to calling friends Some, maybe one or two that you might think of as an enemy. Somebody that you look up to. Somebody that you think is woefully unprepared to be in this show. And then, of course, there's her. There's the one woman who you look at and see, my God, she gets me? She gets comedy? She has her heart in my hand, and then you go out on stage with her, and the first thing that goes through your brain to start a scene that you act upon is you take a big, fat dump on the stage. Justin, how does that make you feel to know that that will happen to you? It's happened to everyone who goes through this. As long as I'm not alone, I feel better
2: about it.
1: That's a good mindset. Can I propose another? Can we do one more? Of oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to propose a different situation. Justin, shut your goddamn eyes. All so right. Close your eyes. So it's your first show, your student showcase. You go out there. Basically, uh, everything leads up to the same thing. You see this woman out there. She gets it. But what you also see is she has a battle axe in her hand. And the head... Of uh, someone who's very close to you. Who is who's closest to you, Justin? Uh, oh, that's a hard. <laughs> <close>? <laughs> Just off the top of your head.
2: Oh uh, well, probably my sister Becky. Okay,
1: your sister Becky's head H- held it in her hand, and the first, instead of yelling a suggestion, she throws it on stage, and you still have to perform a show. How do you feel knowing that that will happen to you?
2: Huh.
0: <laughs> Will a, am am I the
2: only one that this has happened to? No, no it happens to all of performer. us. Every <laughs> performer,
1: like everybody, there's it woman or man. It just, uh, it might be me for all you know, like I'm holding some heads out there, but.
2: So, is this how Steve got a hold of the voodoo skulls is just like. The
0: voodoo skeleton has a pretty rich backstory now, um, uh, I guess, and I'm does just... That, does he have, like, an
2: army of them now, though, from all the severed heads? Oh, that, that I don't, don't know. Stage? He
0: might have an army that of sounds them. Sounds
2: like we should do some more investigation.
0: I think we should look into that a little bit. Because I know... Yeah, we're really going to have to look into that.
1: Hmm. Hmm. And that. That voodoo skeleton... What about him? I don't know. I feel like he gets a, a little mistreated, but...
0: Well, I mean, Steve hurts him immensely. I mean, it sounded like today at least he got over it a little bit.
1: Oh, good for him.
0: Do you ever notice something about him? I know hes uh, he has a Jamaican accent. He's from Puerto Rico, of course. We all know that. Uh, yeah. That his accent, it seems to, like, come and go almost at will. Like, I don't know if he's, like, trying to learn. Well, sometimes it also sounds Irish. That's true. I don't know about him. Justin, what are your thoughts?
2: I don't know. Well, he's been brought from, apparently, what, was he born to Jamaican parents in Puerto Rico?
0: I actually don't know that. I know he was a dog. Like, he was a dog, like, in real life, and then he died. He got gunned down in the street. He came back as a human skeleton because of Steve's voodoo magic at uh, Burning Man. And now he can commune with the dead and living both simultaneously.
2: Well, I guess coming from being a dog, he's probably just confused about linguistics because he hears so many people doing accents. That's a good, that,
0: and it's a, it's a comedy place, too. Well, you know, yeah. it's one of
1: the reasons me and him get along so much because, I mean, you know now I'm the puppy man yeah. and uh, puppy boy. I'm fine with that, too. Uh,
0: I, I don't know which one to call you. Sometimes you look like a puppy boy. Sometimes you look like a puppy man.
1: But, I mean, you've heard me bark. You know we we can communicate me and the skeleton, so
0: I would love to have that show uh, if you ever come on for five words again or just keep co-hosting the show I think you should I think you should do it once with him just so that you can do it all in barks. deal okay, well, what we're gonna do is we're going to ha- take a break right now, and then the second half of the show, we're really gonna dig deep with Justin here, Justin, you talked about you're single and looking right yeah. On well, the second half of the show, we've got the solution to your love issues. And
1: spoiler alert, it's not your sister's severed head. It's not. Okay, that's good. That, yeah. would, that would be a weird uh, relationship solution. You'd be surprised how often that solves problems.
0: Let's go solve a problem. We'll right. be right back. Take him to the break. Uh, Nigel, can you please come
1: into my office?
0: Yeah, yeah, boss, what's what's up? What's going on?
1: You uh you did not show up for your shift yesterday.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know like about that. It's just this is it's been a really, really rough week. I've been I'll be honest, I've been out and about doing a lot of stuff and I just needed to take a day. A day? Yeah. I
1: mean, your productivity's down. You're not coming into work. You've taken I think 11 days now.
0: Okay, I'll be uh, let me be upfront, boss. I've been going to this show at the Voodoo Comedy Playhouse. You know that that place downtown.
1: Everybody knows the Voodoo Comedy
0: Playhouse. Of course, that was a really stupid question, but anyway, I've been seeing the show there. It's called Working Together. It's an improvised 90s sitcom. It's uh, it's Friday nights at 7. It's only 5 bucks to get in, so I always have to go and I'll be honest, I spend all week thinking about it and I don't know what to say, boss.
1: So while you get to go gallivant and have some fun, I have to pick up your slack? Uh, I, uh,
0: I just, it's, it's a really good show. It's like, I just want to have fun. I, I, I'm not even on the clock, and I know it's taken a lot out of me. Look, boss, it's, it's a really good show. You should just go see it. You'll understand.
1: You know, it's like you don't even care about the NAACP. Working here doesn't mean anything to you.
0: I'm so, I, I'll be honest, I didn't even know that's where we worked. I just, I don't see, I don't see CP. Nigel, I know,
1: I know you're paying all your mom's medical bills.
0: Yeah, it's getting worse.
1: I know that you just, you have your third child on the way.
0: It's getting worse.
1: And I know you yourself are suffering from terrible, terrible pain. That's getting better. Well, that's good to hear. Thanks, boss. But we cannot. This has got. This is the last defense, Nigel. What? I'm gonna. I'm gonna need you to pack up your things. Actually, uh, uh. Oh, Randy, Randy, can you uh? Can you please escort? Can you please escort Nigel out of the premises? I don't think Randy
0: needs to be involved. This is uh...
1: Randy, come here. Hi, boss. Uh, he's a bit of a violent one, so you're going to have to zip tie his hands to his back.
0: But, uh, no, boss, all I, wanted to do, all I wanted to do is see Working Together Fridays at the Voodoo Comedy Playhouse Come at 7 o'clock! No, Randy, Can God I in heaven! No, my back!
1: Melissa, please hold all my calls for the rest of the day.
0: Give him an arf.
1: Woof, woof, bark.
0: That's right, we're back, everybody. Did you enjoy that very, very... Concise short commercial. I, th- I I did. I thought it was great. I definitely want to go to that show. That will be fantastic, Justin. What do you think of going to that show?
2: Uh, it's it's a great show. I'm very excited for it. Fantastic.
0: I should be. Now, Justin, we got to know a little bit about you, and I mean, this is obviously the podcast where we talk about your improv future. But we know what we know about that now. We know that it's filled with dread, fear. And hope that people will come together and love each other more. Fair? Fair. So, now, we're going to focus on having people come together in a very different way. Because what I have pulled up here is a website called mojoupgrade.com. And, uh, guys, we have some single gents in the room. Justin here. And, uh... Adam, you, you yourself over there, single, ready to mingle?
2: Arf, arf. I think we know what community Adam's ready to mingle in.
0: Yep. And they are actually having a parade up here where we are recording today in the middle of the park. Oh, well. rough rough park, park. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we're going to do here is this entire second half is devoted to the ladies. And we're going to find out. What this wonderful giant Bob Dylan man is going to like and what he does for the ladies in relationships. And we're also going to find out what this uh, sad puppy man does for the ladies (laughs) in a relationship as well. Was Hmm. he for the ladies or is he like the sad puppy man from The Shining? We are going to find out. (laughs) We are going to find out because we are going to take Mojo Upgrade's sex questionnaire. Now, the way that this usually works is that two partners would take this uh, with each other simultaneously to learn more about them. But what we're going to do is we're going to have both answers to any lady out there. This is better than any Tinder, any OkCupid, anything. And we're going to start right off the bat with section number one. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Whoop! We are starting with section one, which is entitled Bring Out the Gimp. (laughs) BDSM. Bring out again on abc this fall um this is all going to start with um you'll have four options no we already do that if my partner is interested and a very enthusiastic yes these are the four options that you'll have for all of these and uh how this will work is i will say i want to blank and then you will say whether or not you agree whatever straightforward so it's no it's no we already do that which doesn't make any sense because uh but uh whatever let's just go no if my partner is interested and yes all right these are the three okay first question on this site no shit i want to direct a weapon knife or gun during sex
2: who are you asking?
0: I'm asking both of you. Justin, let's start with you.
2: I would have to say no. No. Oh, are you looking for an extrapolation? If you want. You're looking eagerly at me. Yeah. <laughs> Eager mouth. Um, I've had rough experiences with knives. I enjoy guns as a recreational activity, but probably not sexually. <laughs> All right.
0: Adam? We
2: already do that. Okay.
0: Perfect. Now, how I had to write this is because it's usually for couples. um, There'll be uh, something like this. Um, Again, this will be for Justin first. Um, I want to have my face slapped during sex. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun for you.
2: Yeah, not like... Not like by... China or anybody, but <laughs> the, the, the
1: wrestler the dead wrestler. <laughs> the dead wrestler.
2: China's dead.
1: Yeah, oh, she died. Oh, we yeah, just
0: happened. dropped some bomb.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, oh. guys, China's dead.
0: Everybody, black no. China alive, white China
2: <laughs> dead. Oh well, um, she probably can't slide
0: very hard then. So I'd be okay. oh, calling out a dead woman, nice. Now, like I said, the way that this works is it's for couples. So uh, Justin, Adam, we'll get to you in a second. Justin, there's a follow-up question to this. Um, Would you slap Adam's face during sex? Would you want to do that? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Probably. All right. Cool. Why why not? Like, if
2: he's going to slap me, I'm going to slap him back. I tit for tat.
0: Tit for tat. Mm -hmm. Adam, to you now. Um, I'm going to uh, go to the next question here. and Would you like to punch someone during sex? punch if my partner is interested if your partner's interested very interesting would you like to be punched I
1: think same answer do
0: you want to punch Justin right now
1: I, no, I <laughs> Justin is the, one of the best uh, humans around
0: so yes yes I do perfect mm-hmm. wonderful all right Justin in response to that would you like to be a submissive brat towards Adam no why that's why. <laughs> All right.
1: I'd like it too much.
0: Adam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you like to be commanded and have your orgasms denied by Justin? We already do that. <laughs> Justin, would you like Adam to wear a chastity belt?
2: <laughs>
1: no matter what your answer is,
2: I'm already wearing one. <laughs> Then take it off,
0: bitch okay, all right, all right, um Adam, yeah, I'm gonna be very serious here. Would you like to have your genitals tortured? No <laughs> <laughs> may I ask why uh, it's, it's, uh
1: <laughs> it's you know it's probably uh it's because of my dad, mm-hmm. And I'll leave it... I'll let the listeners figure it out from there.
0: Okay. You've been peppering in clues throughout this entire podcast, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: It's like a Mad Lib. You'll figure it
0: out. You'll figure it out. Go to each minute mark and the words that are said at the exact minute mark.
1: Take the first letter
2: of each of those words. hmm Adam's making his own podcast variable.
1: And then able. spell it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, I don't know what this means. Justin, would you like to be a Gorian master?
2: Can we, like, pray to the Google gods and find nope. out what that
0: means really quick?
1: Nope. We will do it after you give an answer.
0: Yeah, after you give an answer, I will tell you.
2: A Gorian master? Yes. Huh. Uh, sound Being a master sounds intriguing. So I'll, I'll, I'll say... At the very least, if my partner's interested. Okay. Okay.
0: Gorian subculture is a fandom based on the philosophy espoused in John Norman's long-running sword and planet novel series, Chronicles of Counter-Earth. A sexual role player is seen on the Wikipedia page in a kaijira pose at Folsom Street Fair. The woman is posing in an approximation to Nadu, the typical position of a pleasure slave. So if your partner's into that and wants to read a sword and planet epic, you're for that. So you just like reading so a book to them? Kind of. Uh,
2: well, so, but I get to read books to a pleasure slave. Yes. That sounds pretty great.
0: Okay. All well, right. that's perfect. Um, section two of four is called anal play. Uh, the picture on the site is of a donut. Oh,
1: please ask me next. Please ask me next. Adam. Adam. Oh yes.
0: <laughs> Would you like? two anal fist your next partner
1: if uh if my partner's interested
0: is there any pleasure that you would get out of this
1: uh the, if, if my partner got pleasure out of it sure great
0: that's fantastic uh justin S- same question put your name down flip it and reverse it though would you like your next partner to anal fist you no okay
2: all right, it's, it, a, yeah, it's a one way you don't need
0: to explain it I get it <laughs> group and public fun is section three the next this section's really short I'm just gonna check and see the next eh, yeah. yeah we can keep going uh, group and public fun is section three Justin yes. I pray you answer me this question would you want to have other men and yourself Bukaki adam oh god (laughs) how many other men uh it doesn't say eight is enough eight Eight is enough eight'll do
2: 55 is the recommendation okay perfect Mm -hmm. perfect Perfect. uh if it's between eight and 55 yes Mm
0: -hmm. okay fantastic it's between eight and 55 good good job everybody math
2: adam (laughs) yeah
0: When you're with your next partner and you guys are having a wonderful, nice evening playing backgammon or maybe betrayal together, they turn to you and they say, you know what, I'm thinking about doing something tonight. If you're interested and you're like, what? And they ask you, I want to be triple penetrated with two other people. What's your thoughts on that one? We already do that. Perfect. Thank you. Now we know. So now we're going to go into other fetishes. Honor fetishes? <laughs> they, these so. are <laughs> these are honorable. Mm. Is it like? Uh, oh, this bothers me. Arikari, like? That's uh, much worse. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Go with dicks instead. Yeah. Um. Justin.
2: Yes.
0: Would you like to use chemicals such as menthol, toothpaste, and Bengay on your next partner?
2: Menthol, yes.
0: How would you like to use menthol on your partner?
2: <laughs> as it, well, it's very tingly. Mm. Like, go to like a... I'm going to say acupuncturist, because my first thought was Asian massage parlor, and we're already deep in the rabbit hole here, so I don't need to dig it farther. Also, the podcast listeners don't know, Justin is rubbing his nipples like crazy, <laughs> right? Now. Yeah. It doesn't take much, because they're really small. <laughs> so I can rapid fire it. <laughs> but, uh, like menthol oil, it <laughs> actually provides this nice tingling sensation, so I'm gonna
0: You're gonna go with that one. Yeah. Alright. Good choice. Probably not toothpaste Probably not toothpaste. Can, like
1: I my, af- my afterwards, afterwards is we like, can use toothpaste. What if I'm just like brushing it. their teeth and that turns them on? You can do that. Yeah. I yeah. would use it for that. There's nothing wrong nice with this
0: that is at fair.
2: all. Thanks. Okay, cool. All right.
0: Um ladies. Adam and I are selfless lovers. <laughs> Adam. If your partner got down on their hands and knees and begged to the gods above for a golden shower from you, would you do it? Uh, If my partner's interested. Okay. Very good. Justin, same question, not golden brown shower. Go. No. Okay. Uh, (laughs) And uh, the last question in this section is a question that I will pose to both of you, and I would like you to answer at the same time.
1: On three?
0: On three. Mm -hmm. Would you have your partner suck semen out of your vagina or anus after sex? One, One, two, three. We already do that. (laughs) Okay. Beautiful. Perfect. Those are wonderful questions. And now everybody knows what you're going to get. When you have a date, a ballyhoo, a cotillion with Adam Wedgwood, Kingsiniera, and Justin Lee, <laughs> I sure as shit hope not, Adam. <laughs> I Sure as shit hope I not. Haven't had mine yet. Guys. Uh, <laughs> fucking fifteen-year-olds aside, Justin. What if it's like a late, like a belated
2: one? A belated
0: Kingsiniera. Well, then, that, well <laughs> yeah. then that's fine. That's yeah. obvious, that's fine. Do they
2: have to wait 15 years after the first one to do I, it?
1: I don't want, I, I want to have my own quinceañera.
0: Oh. Oh, okay, so yeah. you want to have one. I'm, I'm um, a little
1: late, I realize that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and,
0: you're, and you're a little... White. And male.
2: And male.
1: These, I can identify differently on my quinceañera. That's
0: fair, he can. Adam's gender fluid. Isn't and this,
1: can I go day by day?
0: Fluid. Racial fluid, yeah. Right. Dia by dia.
2: I don't speak that language. Okay, you might want to start. You relate to them, but not that
0: much. I love the Mexican people eating a a taco bowl off of your desk. (laughs) Justin, what we did right there, and if there's any listeners left, why? (laughs) But what we did there...
1: we gained listeners, sorry.
0: (laughs) You guys hear about that filching podcast? What we did here... Is we, for you, showed you what the worst-case scenario brought up on stage would be?
2: What, the, my sister's severed head or all the awkward sex questions?
0: No, your sister's severed head is small potatoes. That's going to happen. Yeah. That happens to all of us. Okay. It is a rite of passage where you see that in the crowd. Sometimes it's not even real, but you see it.
1: I didn't even know I had a sister.
0: Yeah. I knew I was an only child, still sorry. It looked like me in a wig. Right. But you're gonna see that. And this is going to happen where you see something like, Oh, you know what's really funny, filching inside my daughter's butthole. This will be brought up on stage. And I hope that we have sacrificed sixteen minutes of people's lives. To bring to you the wonderful, calming serenity of knowing that after this, is just going to be easy. The worst has already happened. The worst has already happened. I hope we've
2: also spent the 16 minutes in setting me up with a date. Yeah. I'm pretty hot, ladies.
0: Let's Likewise. Bow wow. Bow wow from both of them. Guys, I got one more thing to say. I'm not in the same boat as you guys. You both know that. This is going to sound like peanuts, but I got broken up with yesterday.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing. (laughs)
0: It's fine. She broke up with me like an adult, and uh, that's horse shit. (laughs) I'm sad. And uh, my answer to all of those questions that I asked them is I already do that as well. With the puppy man, Adam Wedgwood. and we're going to do it again for you next week here on the Voodoo Comedy Podcast. Justin, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Shall we all go get a drink together and uh, wash ourselves of these sins? Uh, <laughs> the drink, yes. Uh, the washing, no. All right. Bark, bark, bark. Bark, bark.